0: Um, we have guests with us this evening, uh, Reverend Hans Zimmermann from Frankfurt, Germany is with us, and his friend Tobias, and Reverend Zimmerman told me his last name, I forgot, and I can't get it anyway, so it's Tobias, Tobias, No, I'm sorry, Tobias, that's English, Tobias, so would you welcome them? And, and Hans and Tobias, it's my it's my privilege to introduce to you a room full of people who are in the process of being transformed into Christlikeness. We're glad you're here. Tobias, come. Thank you. <laughs> ah. Yeah, my name is Tobias Kassylke.
1: Uh, my name is Tobias kasulke
0: Ich bin 37 Jahre alt und komme auch aus Deutschland.
1: I'm uh, 37 years old, I look much older, but I come from Germany.
0: I understand this. Ja, <laughs> 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 yeah, um, ich bin zusammen unterwegs mit Hans-Jürgen.
1: I am traveling with Hans. Und, uh, habe das Glück für euch ein bisschen Musik zu machen uh, to, uh, a und
0: der song den ich singe der ist ein wechselspiel von first de refrain
1: also uh, the song i'm going to sing is a combination of um, a play between the, ref- uh, the chorus and the first verse or second verse
0: yes. ich singe im, Im vers Rufe ich und singe ich zu
1: Gott oder, oder fragend? Uh, it's, it's a song where I uh, call out to God and ask him some questions.
0: Und im Refrain spricht er zu mir.
1: And uh, in the chorus, God is talking to me. Okay.
0: Der Song heißt Glücksplan und in, uh, in English it's I have a plan.
1: This is my problem or yours.
0: It sounds not good.
1: As you most probably have noticed, English is my second or third language, so I need all your smiles available and uh, possible. If I miss a word, help me, forgive me, and whatever you can do. It's a great pleasure and honor to be here tonight with you. Uh, I have to confess, I visited almost all of our Nazarene universities. That's my first time here. And um, some of my best friends are graduated here at the Bible College. And they are leading pastors of large churches. And this is a great institute. And... So I think it's a good place for you to be here and it's an honor for me to be here. Thank you. As you have heard, I uh, or we are coming from Germany. Uh, I pastored Frankfurt First Church for nine years and now I'm working for our church as evangelist even though this is a very old-fashioned word and I even don't like it myself uh, for some reason and one of the reasons is um, or I will try to explain that in a few moments with you. Let me share a word of God from First Corinthians, chapter 9. And uh, if you have your Bible, uh, you can read with me. I just want to uh, mention uh, two verses. First Corinthians, chapter 9, verse 22 and 23. Paul says there when I am with those who are weak I share their weakness for I want to bring them uh, for I want to bring the weak to Christ yes I try to find common ground with everyone doing everything I can do to save some I do every, everything to spread the good news and share in its blessing I try to find common ground with everyone doing everything I can I, I can to save some. Let's have a word of prayer. This day is almost over Lord and some of us are maybe already exhausted and tired. Others are maybe already somewhere else and not here. For a few moments we would like to sit down and lean back and relax and listen if there's a word of God for us. Because your word is life and the weak and the sad and the lost will find strength, hope, and life. Amen. I cannot compare um, Germany or Europe with America even though I am uh, always a little bit challenged to do so. And most probably that's the same with you, if you travel somewhere, you look for things that are similar to you. I know Americans when they come to Europe, first thing they look, where are the McDonald's? <laughs> Last night somebody was so nice, to, uh, and he wanted to help me to find a German restaurant. And I said, no thank you, I got plenty of German food, here I look very much forward to your food. Um, but when I look at the situation of the church, even though it's completely different, here I learned more than half of the population are going on a regular base to a church. That leaves quite a big number uh, of people not going to church. Um, in my country it's different. Maybe three to five percent go to a church we believe that evangelical Christians are in the range of two to three percent. In a country like Germany, with an old tradition, we're talking uh, out of 80 million people, maybe one or two million have a personal relationship to Christ. When I was uh, younger than I am today, I used to travel a lot from city to city for crusades holding um, revivals, etc., trying to reach people in my country, in Europe, and on other places for Christ. But I realized, and that is something I'm realizing in the United States as well, that I'm on a normal scale, I reach always the same kind of people church people. And even in large churches, you very seldom find people, for some reason, and I don't know what the reasons are, you only find a few people that are really life-changed or transformed from the outside. Very often large churches are better entertainers than others. And even though in my country the churches are much smaller, I had the same problem. Wherever I went, I saw more and less the same people. And when God has called you to reach others, if that is God's calling on your life, there's a time when you get really frustrated. There comes a time when you think, what am I doing? Why am I here? I gave my life to Christ because, as Paul said, I wanted to win some and it was almost impossible in churches to win some. And that actually brought me in a personal crisis. But um, I had the following experience and uh, we only have a few moments and I would like to share that with you so that you, uh, in this uh, half an hour or twenty minutes we have, you can take a personal look into my own heart and hopefully get something out of it. I was traveling um, through Zurich, Switzerland, a beautiful city mountains like you have here, almost the same scenery uh, a beautiful lake I was missing your lake here, maybe you got one, I don't know um, but also a very very rich city While I was driving through the city, all of a sudden from everywhere police cars hitting in one direction. I decided I want to see what's going on there. So I uh, drove behind these police cars and finally I ended up in a big mess around the central train station. And there was, and I knew that from uh, other occasions, there was um, what, what they called an, uh, a house for drug addicts, where the police were not allowed to go in. They were self not supporting, they were controlling themselves, and the government had no idea what to do there. But then they decided they wanted to close this house, and they started to, uh, uh, to how you say that path the ground in front of it to make a parking lot there, is that closed? Pave? Pave? Thank you. All right, I got you at least. (laughs) And here they had done a wonderful job, but why did all the police came? And they came with um, these water cannons, you you know, I mean really militant, hundreds of police people, And there I saw these uh, young people out of this drug house, and I mean real drug addicts, hundreds of them, in this unbelievable beautiful city. This was a dark spot and the government wanted to do everything to get them out. And they were digging uh, in this parking lot, open the, the, the pave, okay, whatever. (laughs) And they were trying to plant grass and bushes there. And this was so bizarre, that was so different, something you would not believe or understand. Why in the world would they like to have grass in front of their house? I have been in their house. Every wall was painted black. There was nothing then, drug addicts laying on the floor. I don't know when some of them have seen the last time sunshine or um, a forest or did a walk uh, other than trying to get drugs or anything. And here it was a confrontation, more bizarre I cannot describe it. That moment God talked to me and I saw that these young people had a deep longing for life for life I was driving a nice big BMW because I was a very successful young preacher so and then you drive a BMW of course I used to preach in nice churches like this one drug addicts they were there but I never had any connection to them people living on the street I knew they were there but they don't they are not in our environment and God talked to me they need life to make a very long story very short we opened a basement right or close, walking minute, two or three walking minutes away from this house and we made a basement like a, a coffee bar, co- coffee house and we decided we will invite them to eat with us, because this, that we thought was the only way reaching them, they are hungry, they have no time, they can, if they have money they will buy drugs but still, they are hungry, they need something to eat to survive. And then every night we went out, invited them to come to us and we gave them food. Some hadn't eaten for days, some were either sure to get a cold turkey, is that, you understand? How come? You should not. <laughs> uh, and, and others were, um, on drugs, every night we feeded them and then I had a privilege for three minutes, because we figured out the maximum capacity they had to listen to something, to, uh, to take something in was three minutes. I can preach for hours if you want, no problem but three minutes that kills every preacher Now, tell somebody in three minutes that God loves them that God cares for them well we did we had a great wonderful experience there and some really learned to love and for the first time saw that Christians are not only talking but also reaching out and trying to do something. The story went on. One day I walked at this wonderful um, lake of uh, Zurich. Uh, By by then uh, the house, this drug house was closed. And uh, all the drug addicts now used to camp or be outside right in the, the Lake Zurich. And I walked, it was daytime, and you have to know I mean, you see all these beautiful buildings, you see the mountains, um, uh, sunshine, uh, rich people, nice Mercedes and BMW and Maserati and Ferrari and whatever, whatever you dream of wealth and, and uh, power and energy and life passing by, and there were maybe 150 drug addicts and I walked by there and all of a sudden somebody screamed and attacked me with his words and he said I know you you are the one preaching that God loves us I challenge you where is your God? look at us where is your and then he used some nice words in his language I cannot translate I stopped and I was again I was moved deeply moved with sadness and I almost wanted to cry and I told him I don't know the answer to your question or to your life but one thing I know God is there and I know God loves you and I challenge you now I am willing to give up my faith and my life and everything if God will not reveal to you if you call on his name and I said I will now kneel down here and I invite you, challenge you to kneel down with me and we call on God. And if He's not revealing Himself to you, well my faith has no value. And then I knelt down and closed my eyes. I didn't want to see what happened then. I was scared. I was I was so scared. And then I started, the only thing I could at this moment remember, I started the Lord's Prayer. Lord, how do we pray? Teach us how to pray in, in times like this. <laughs> and it, this is so bizarre. Do, do you have that picture in front of you? I never had prayed, prayed this prayer so intensive so moved as like in this moment but every prayer has an end, right? and then you have to open your eyes, right? <laughs> and I opened my eyes and doesn't I never counted, but everybody I could see around me was kneeling. People were crying, holding themselves in their arms. There was no shouting anymore. There was nothing any more than crying and calling out to God. Paul said I looked for common ground to everybody and for everybody to reach some for Christ well I chose this uh, story and it's a real story of my life and it's an extreme story I know I've chosen this story to tell you they are still millions and millions and millions of people outside looking for life. Some of them look like they have everything they want and need and with some you know they have nothing left. We have to find ways the church has to find ways as Jesus found a way out of glory in heaven to reach us and to save we cannot say that we are followers of Christ if we are not trying to find common ground with those who are lost and you are here to prepare yourself to be followers of Christ, Christ Christ-like and I want to ask you don't become part of the Christian entertainment scenery you got enough of this become somebody who gives his life as, as Christ gave it to reach out to find common ground and reach others I'm so proud, and I know my time is over, I'm so proud that Tobias is with me. Tobias is a professional musician. He just made a commitment that from now on his uh, ministry will be serving God. We will start in a couple of weeks midnight services in in a city called Rostock. Rostock is a very old university city in Germany on the Baltic Sea we will have a wonderful cathedral and at midnight we will invite the city of Rostock to come and eat with us common ground and then we share Christ the bread of life the light our hope our Savior we are finding we are trying to find ways find ways to reach your country Christ. God bless you.
0: Mike and Dawn will have some prayer cards um, that will give you the ability to join in Hans and Tobias uh, ministry. Uh, I'd like before we go though if you would Uh, Hans and Tobias if you'd come and stand in front of the altar like I said before this is a room full of people who have said yes and they're in the process of preparing for ministry I think you guys would like to come and pray for them and then we'll be dismissed so would you come